Yes, yes, y'all. Yes, yes, y'all. You know what it is. It's them kids and wives and nine to fives. We are still married to the games. One, zero, five. Oh, yes, sir. It's your boy Gabe Patillo with Tim Router and Timothy Hall, of course. And as always, we are talking games and life, life and games. Thank you guys for being here. I am barely here. <laughs> Oh my gosh! I hate you, Timothy Hall. <laughs> when you say that, oh yes, yes, y'all. I imagine your eyeballs just popping out of your head. <laughs> oh, oh yes, his, yeah. Oh. His head's about to explode. Timothy Hall has a meeting this morning, so he texts us that text that I never like to get, and <laughs> says, and it always starts with a "Hey, can we?" Hey, hey. <laughs> you know what? That text also said. You know, we could do night. That's too. true. That's true. I know, but everybody knows that this is the better time for family and being alone and it's yeah, being quiet. True. It's very true. So it's yeah. five thirty in the morning. Mm-hmm. Five thirty <laughs> in the morning. You're yes, such a, it is real, a, people. It does exist. I know, Gabe is poor Gabe. He's such a creature of the night, anyway. Right. <laughs> Like, this is like, the this is like beyond the, him right now. The sun's not up. The birds aren't up. Satan just went to bed <laughs> after dealing with all the late night craziness of the people oh, of the world. Of, of, of America. <laughs> oh, Lord have mercy. Oh, so good. So we're here and we're doing it. And if you hear me like quivering as I talk, it's because I'm crying inside. <laughs> Tim and I just got up. Gabe's still up. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Gabe never went to bed. Halsifer, mm-hmm. have you have you joined the work for yourself workforce? Yes, I have joined that club, Woo-hoo! otherwise known as the five o'clock club. That's oh, right. Oh my gosh! Well, tell us about it, brother. How's your week been? Oh, very good, man. Um, very you know, good. Oh well, yeah, yeah. Listen uh, to you. I've got a lot of um, deals in the works. Um, I did, and I think I mentioned this last week, uh, the company I was working for, uh, went ahead and signed me on for a contract of, you know, so many hours a week. And we've, we're kind of working out the logistics right now. Fantastic. Um, still doing my same duties and for, uh, these companies that I've been approaching and these deals that I'm kind of working on, I'm going to be doing the same kind of things as well. So, you know, the, um, Overall marketing management. Um, typically these departments, they'll have maybe one person, maybe half a person working on marketing. I'm not really sure. Right. Right. Um, or they've had a person working on marketing who's left. So they kind of need somebody to come in and tidy things up. Um, so, you know, that's the same kind of thing that I, I did with my company coming in there and kind of taking it and revamping it. So, um, and a lot of, a lot of companies need that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. not a lot of companies nowadays want to hire, you know, a graphics person, a web person, a social media person. They just want to have somebody come in and kind of get that stuff fixed so they can start managing it themselves. Right. So that's kind of the main thing that I do uh, for the company that I previously worked for. It's most of my responsibilities minus the video because we, we did a lot of, um, different video things like uh, introducing products and talking about um, like tutorials on how to use the products. And that took up 
a lot of time. Mm -hmm. Um, So what's going to happen is the, uh, one of the programmers has kind of scaled back his responsibilities. They've contracted out his work. So now he's going to be doing a lot of the video stuff. And like I said, I'm just going back to kind of just being the general manager of marketing. So now are you doing, are your, is your focus a lot of online marketing or, you know, just whatever strategies they need? It's a, it's actually both. Um, in the, the way it works in the audio industry is, you know, the print based media really is not going anywhere because the online media hasn't taken off for the audio industry yet. Um, they have some websites, but the viewership is just really, really low. Yeah. Like the page views and everything. So in an, in the audio trade, uh, magazines are still really important and it has a lot to do with, um, the symbiotic relationship between, uh, magazines and manufacturers. This is probably a really boring discussion, but, um, <laughs> and Gabe is asleep. I, I just started up some 2048, but go ahead. <laughs> I mean, it has a lot, it has a lot of parallels to, uh, the gaming industry because there's been that, um, discussion about gamers gate. Have you guys heard or gamer gate? Yeah, Have you guys yeah, heard about that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, it's very hard for magazines and uh, publishers to not want to have a good relationship with uh, the people that make the games because um, those are the people paying your paycheck. Mm-hmm. You rely on mm-hmm. the advertising. And honestly, if you really dog their products, they're never going to advertise with you. Yeah, so, which means you're never going to get paid. <laughs> exactly. So it's it's just a very games journalism is weird. Like I think that it's very hard sometimes to to look at a review and take it at face value because there's so much stuff going on in the background. Yeah, the audio politician. industry. Yeah, the audio industry is is kind of the same way, but a little bit. I, I would say a little bit. Further than that, I, I'm not really sure how to describe it. It's I, I kind of call it a review sandwich, if you will. So nice. when a, when a product gets reviewed, you know they start with something good, they kind of talk about some of their nitpicky stuff in the middle, and then they end with something good. And in the audio industry, nothing gets a score, so it's basically just a it's either good or bad, right? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, here's the product, um, here's the description of it. Even if there's something about the product that's that makes it a bad product it's not necessarily a bad review so nice it's kind of a way to entice companies to advertise and then companies that advertise really like their products getting reviewed so it's kind of you know a symbiotic relationship so last last week you said that because you were kind of making the transition you got zero gaming is was that this week as well yeah, honestly, I have a very hard time. Well, I, I take that back because I did game some. I have a very hard time s- scheduling some fun time for myself. And I'm I know, morning, I know Router knows what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Because you got to schedule the fun time, but then you got to be like, well, uh, maybe I should be working. Yeah, you are now always working. That's Exactly. That's, that's essentially, you feel like you have to be working all the time. Yeah, and I and I'm completely fine with that. I was talking to Chris about that last night when I used to own that project studio. I would always book band stuff, so I like I would book tracking, I would book mixing, I would book all that stuff. And I would never book time for like 
Xbox or yeah. know, or anything like that. So treat honestly, just treat it like a client and like because uh, that's what I do. Like in the morning, it's it's depending on the workload, and you'll know by the end of the day, you know what you got in the, the to do in the morning. And what I do is I'm like, okay, I'm gonna spend an hour gaming, or you know, even if it's just 45 minutes gaming, and then boom, I got to go on to the next thing. Yeah, if I send it an invoice, will they shoot money out of the slot or something? Because <laughs> that would be great. Yeah, nice. wouldn't that be amazing? <laughs> well, man, that's awesome. Welcome to the world of self-employment. And uh, it's uh, just remember 30% <laughs> yeah, exactly. of everything that you make. Put, the, yeah, put uh, that aside. They do yeah. not make it easy and it hurts you. Oh, but, I'm, I'm sure I've done my, well, I've done my te- my 1099s before. So it's yeah. like, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm ready. That's good it. stuff, man. I'm so happy for you. Nice. Before I end, and I'm sorry I'm dragging this on so long. So the renovations, almost done. On nice. the house? Yes. Nice. So we decided to... Buy another house. Woohoo! <laughs> we decided to tear up the landscaping and do it again. <laughs> oh, man. You just did that, though, didn't you? Well, Not you that kinda, long ago. Yeah. I was oh going to say, you kind of cleaned it up. You haven't been in this house six months. <laughs> I, know, I know. I have one last question for you. So now that you, well, now that you're self-employed, so you have a little bit more freedom around your house, I should say, is it like, are you getting into studio mode in your room? Like, are you setting up the studio or, or doing oh, anything I'm, like I'm, that? I'm I'm going to be getting to it. I The problem is that I've got to get a newer computer because the interface I bought, like, I love um, a company called Universal Audio. Yeah. But now they only make uh, their newest stuff is only Thunderbolt. So I got to get a new Mac. Oh, nice. Soon yeah. enough. Um, yeah. But the, honestly, the actual, the iMacs themselves are not as bad as, say, a, a MacBook or an, if you're doing, if you're going Apple's way. Like, well, I'm thinking about it. Like, I'm, I, I would like the portability of a MacBook so that I can take it to meetings with me and stuff. Yeah, that's true. But, um, Honestly, like I like the horsepower of an iMac. You know, you can yep. get into an iMac for like twelve hundred dollars, and it's yep. got everything under the hood. That and you need. have a nice twenty-seven inch. You know, yeah, it's pretty awesome. And honestly, dude, for what you're doing in the marketing stuff, you could probably take an, your your iPad Mini with you to meetings. Yeah, I was thinking about that, but I figured it might look a little a little unprofessional. I'm not really sure. No way, dude. I think you'd look that would. I think that would make you look more tech, more high tech, and like. Man, this guy's with it. He's got, you know, everything right in front of him. What if I took both? <laughs> you could do both. And <laughs> that just becomes pretentious. <laughs> yeah, then it's like, all right, you're a little, you're pushing it. <laughs> Router. <laughs> oh, brother. What's going down with you? Um, Man, I had a great week last week at Disney. Uh, I wish I was uh, sitting in front of a safari again outside uh, for this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um I don't even think at this hour the animals would be up. No, of but, course they um, wouldn't. Because <laughs> they're not crazy. It, that's right. But <laughs> we had, for the uh, the rest of the week, it was just great. It was so hot in Florida. And it, it like, poured several times. <laughs> Did it still but, rain, like, uh, every day? Pretty yeah. much, yep. Yeah, and, like, t- the day we left on Friday, like, everything was looking fine. And then it just it came over and just the floodgates opened for probably a good hour. And luckily we were at lunch at the time. So we were indoors, but it, it poured. Wow. Um, but yeah, we had a great time. Uh, the Wednesday that we recorded, we, we basically hung out at the, the lodge and, um, went to the pool and just kind of laid low for a little bit, which was nice. Cause my poor in-laws, I think were running and gunning 
Yeah, like, man. It was, it's when you have like a, we had a, what, a five day vacation. It's always good in the middle of it just to take a, like half a day just to kind of go to the pool, sit down, relax. Cause at Disney, you are hustling. Mm-hmm. Like there's, you know, you are walking a lot. There's every a day, lot of every stuff to day. do. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, <laughs> anyway. Um, so I was just floored at how, how, uh, open everything was at Disney. Like there were no lines. Like it, it really is the best time to go. If you can deal with the heat, like a week or two weeks after Labor Day is such a great time to go. Like we just walked on all the rides. Like uh Piper, we we did the Dumbo ride and basically stayed we're like uh, we asked the guy, can we just stay on? She wants to go again. And he was like, Yeah, no problem. There was like nobody in line. Isn't that crazy? For Dumbo. Dumbo's like sixty minutes long typically. <laughs> and uh we, you know, we walked on to everything. So it was it was a lot of fun. Uh, we came back uh, Friday evening, and I'm so glad we did that. It was so nice to have the weekend just to unwind because the next morning at 8 o'clock in the morning, I got up and I cleaned out my garage. For, nice. It took me all day from like 8.30 to 6.30. I had so much crap in there. We have a wow. community garage sale coming up at the end of September, and we've actually made some really good money out of it. And since we're also renovating the kitchen, which still isn't done, um, you know, we have like microwave and, hey, here's a dishwasher, and, hey, here's like some slabs of of uh granted if you want it for whatever and i think people will come and buy that stuff so it's we have i just have this huge pile i don't even i can't even put my car in the garage right now because everything's in different piles and then uh and once the garage sale is done and once the kitchen's done then we'll just move everything so it was it felt really good that was that project has been hanging over my head for a while because i've neglected the garage so long so it was good (laughs) to do that um and I then put more stuff in it. Yeah, exactly. That was not fun. <laughs> no. So it was, uh, that was good. And then Sunday I get an allergy attack because of all the dust and everything. So that was fun. So it's like, come back from vacation. Welcome back to the real world. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, so it's been good. And um, you know, we're, we're kind of back in the swing of things. Monday was absolutely chaos because we had our countertops installed and we got all of our, uh, appliances installed. So I had like, it was like a house party in my house in the morning. Like I had six guys here, you know, three of them were doing the countertops th- three of them were putting all the installations. We had a new dishwasher, a new microwave, a new cooktop. So it was just kind of nuts on Monday, but uh, now all we ha- yeah, now all we have left to do is uh, the guys are coming for the tile backsplash today. And then the cabinet guys are coming back to do some touch-up work, and there were some damaged drawers that they're coming and installing. So by Saturday, our kitchen should be done, which is uh, pretty amazing. There you go. And there's always some small stuff to do um, afterwards, but you know we have countertops, we have a sink, we have a dishwasher, we have mic- we have everything, so we don't have to live out of plastic uh, plates and forks and not and spoons and everything. So hmm. uh, that's going well. Um, gaming wise. I have, um, I went ahead and fired up the PS3 one more time on Monday morning. I think it was Monday morning for, uh, the walking dead season two finale. Mm. And I was tired after that, man. It was, it was emotionally <laughs> exhausting. It really did wear you out. It was really great. Um, what I'm loving about telltale is that I think at the, it's at the start of season one, there were a few choices to really make that kind of help that led to a certain outcome. What I'm noticing with the, the wolf among us and especially with this is there are a ton of choices now that affect 
your outcome at the end. And uh, it, it was funny. I got a text from Ed Placencia and he's like, because uh, he saw my tweet and he's like, dude, I did something the totally opposite and got a completely different. You should go on YouTube and look at all the different endings. So hmm. apparently there are a ton of different endings depending on your choices for The Walking Dead. And I like that. You know, I like having those different choices and, you know, because then you can always go back and do it. But I finished that. Finally, I was able on Tuesday to pick up De- uh, De- my Destiny pre-order, which is just it was just sitting there at GameStop waiting for me. So I uh, I picked that up and and finished the first mission, which we had had in the beta anyway. And so I was going to play this morning until Hall made the text and said, hey, 530, yeah. let's do this. So that's my mm-hmm. that was my destiny time. But that's totally fine. Yeah, uh, yeah. I thought I'll I texted to that to you guys a few days ago. Yeah, you did. It, it honestly, it could be worse. We it's totally fine. We were doing we had to do our landscaping at night because Krista gets home from work at like six. Yeah. So in like last night while doing the mulch, we're like, we're going to need more mulch. We went to yep. Home Depot at like 9 p.m. Yep. Uh-huh. And the, and the nights are getting, uh, it's getting darker earlier, earlier. now. Earlier. You know, so yeah. we're going to, you're going to have that issue. But yeah, no, it, it was, it's totally fine. But, um, so yeah, I'm playing Destiny. I am currently playing Destiny. I have given, uh, XCOM kind of put that on pause. I'm going to go purchase that on the iPad. And I think oh. that's going to, that's going to be my game there on the you iPad. Go. You're going to love it. And then, um, and I've just, I've still been playing the mess out of Mario Kart at night. And I've just been doing just regional uh, circuits. I know we have two different MTTG tournaments. Every time I go in there, it's just me that shows up. I'm like, well, I'll go to regionals. And then if people find me, then we'll all get right. together. And that's essentially what ends up happening. And man, there's some good players out there. <clears throat> Excuse me. And what I love about regionals is like, it really challenges you to, you know, make sure you get those those tight lines in and you know get those curves right and just kind of keeps you focused but it's like a i don't know it's like i'm training for something but i'm not and uh, mario kart is just so much fun no, it's such it a is. fun game and i love playing with everybody and you know anybody who pops in like gabe or ed and and hall oh, man we got to jump on that i haven't seen i haven't seen tipper or you in there i don't i don't have the new uh tournament code oh I mean, well, I'm sure it could be easy to get. I just haven't had that much time. You but you don't even need that, man. Just go to the regionals. I, I oh, yeah. I mean, I do. You, I do typically. But, like, sometimes sometimes people will be playing, and I think basically it just hasn't gotten to the point where I'll have enough time to, you know, sit down and spend 30 minutes with the community or an hour right, with the right. community. So that's why I'm really excited about us kind of hammering out a day Yep. to make this happen. Yeah, I agree. So. I think it'll be fun. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, that's it for me. M- Mr. Patillo, mm. please tell us about your week. Destiny. Mm-hmm. Destiny. You liking uh, it? You know, it's funny because uh, I guess people have been tearing it apart. And, you know, I... As it as the case. Yeah, I mean, I, was I, I get it. It's not perfect. That game was brutally but hyped. Though. It was. But it was. I, saw, I saw a headline the other day that I think sums it up. I don't feel exactly this way, but you understand it. It it said, uh, destiny feels like not that great of a game, but I can't stop playing it. And I was like, huh, that's Hmm. interesting. So it's not like I I feel like it's not that great of a game, but I feel like, yeah, these missions feel pretty repetitive and I'm doing the same stuff over and over and over again. Right. But I am playing it like I'm addicted to it. 
know? Yeah, that's awesome. And so, uh, I love when a game does that. Like you're thinking about it when you're not playing it. You're like, man, I like, cause like I was this morning, I got up actually at quarter to five thinking, uh, I could get like 20 minutes of destiny in and I ended up oh not, my gosh. But, but it's like, it's one of, yeah, it's one of those games when you're like, yeah. And like, I've been playing with the community mm-hmm. so much and that's been, that's the seller. And I was yeah, telling the guys when I was playing with them, I was like, man, rarely I feel like, do you see something at E3? And you know, the first time they showed it at E3, it was like, you're walking and, and then just somebody drops in, somebody else drops in. Hey, Mark. Hey, blah, blah, blah. All right. You want to go do this thing? And yep. I was like, at the time watching at E3, I was like, well, there's no way it's going to be that fluid. And it is, you know what I'm saying? So yep. it's like, rarely they live that- up to the, you know, as far as the technology goes on that side. So I've just been really enjoying playing with our people. And there's a couple guys I still haven't been able to play with uh, that I want to, you know, get in there with, but I'm level 20 now. So I'm working on, you know, pushing past that. And that's the cap for those that don't know. 20 is the level cap, but then you can through armor and all this stuff. It explains it. You can push past it. That's so cool. Uh, so just getting to know people has been really cool. Um, and, uh, I feel like that's all I've been doing. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. So I've really just been enjoying it. It's been, uh, it's been really fun. Uh, been writing and, you know, all the boring stuff of work, but, uh, (laughs) Gabe's like, I am now currently divorced because my wife, like, do you ever get inspired for writing? Like when you're playing a game? Yeah. I think anytime you're, you're watching something, um, there's two things. There's two reasons why I get, like amped up to write number one, it could be like the cinematics and how powerful maybe mm. something is like, you know, mm-hmm. in a movie will evoke that. Or if you're watching like something triumphant on YouTube, you'll kind of get amped up like, Oh my gosh. And then number two, the excellence of it. Like they, mm. you can tell that they've done. The game is good. People uh, can dog it all they want to, but it's yeah. a well put together game. It's solid. No, it's a solid it, it's, game. It's a solid game. And so when you see something done well, and it's not full next gen, which it's fine, you know, so you see some things that are probably a holdover because it's, you know, made for both, you know, last gen and this gen. Um, But when you just see something done in excellence, it makes me want to go be a part of something excellent. It, that's awesome. There's a podcast called uh, This American Life that I listen to. And the way it's produced is so good mm-hmm. that it makes me mm-hmm. want to go write a song. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, go awesome, awesome. Man. Who knew the NPR excellent. would be such an influence on you? <laughs> I know, exactly. <laughs> um, man, so that's all that's been going on. I have nothing exciting uh, to share except that we got Plants vs. Zombies. From, yes. uh, mm-hmm. from our boy, is it Luke? Yeah, Luke. And he actually has a question and I was going to shout out to him before, but yeah, when I came back, uh, they were right there on my doorstep on vacation that, that next day. I'm like, Oh, Luke is the man. That's amazing. Yes. So thank you, Luke. And Hall, I have your copy as well. And, uh, stick around because we are going to be giving away the signed infamous second son today. And as a Sweet. surprise, we're also giving away a Smash Brothers demo. For the 3DS, we're giving away a code for the 3DS. And I'm going to just say it on here later in the episode. And first one to get to this part of the episode that has a 3DS gets it. So we'll nice. tweet out, we'll tweet out that now. that's coming. And yeah, that's awesome. 
And uh, and yes, sir. So that's it from me, Router. Let's do you, this. You got it. I got this. You got all of it. Mm-hmm. Well, let's do it. All right. Finally feels good to have everything back. So new releases this week is extremely weak. Uh, just because we got some uh, some other games coming up soon, and I think everybody's just like, well, these little things can come out. So we have Naruto Shippuden Ultimate Ninja Storm Revolution coming out for the 360, PS3, and PC. And nice. then just a few little stragglers. Those games are beats. fun. Just for are they? a side note. I think so, yeah. There's like 10 of them, isn't there? <laughs> yeah, there's They're a bunch. They're fighting games, right? They're a bunch. Yes, yeah. Well, okay, okay. That's awesome. Um, if you want to uh, interact with music, Kickbeat Special Edition is coming out for the PS4 and the Wii U. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and uh, for the PS4, Air Conflicts Vietnam Ultimate Edition, which is an arcade-style air combat game. Uh, that's pretty much it. So everybody's like, yeah, 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 that's nice. I'm playing Destiny. Leave me alone. Exactly. So um, I heard that... Um that new game from the people who made uh, You Don't Know Jack, I heard that's coming to PS3 and PS4 soon. Oh, really? I think. I, I used to love I can't remember the name you of the game. Jack. I used to Fibbage. love Fibbage. Cool. What is it? Fibbage. Yes, it is, actually. Yeah, I think it looks I... like that came to the PS Store this week. Yeah, I think I saw that, too. I just didn't add it. To it. I was like, okay. Um, I can't wait to try that out. Kristen, I love You Don't Know Jack. So does yeah, Ed Placentia. Oh yeah, yeah. I was thinking about Ed. He's the one who introduced me to it, like back when it was on the computer, and you had to like be sitting next to each other to play. Oh, nice. Uh, I had the first one. It's awesome. Nice. Oh man, it's so different. So good though. Still, still Cookie Masterson though. Well, back to Cookie Masterson. Because I think he left for a second. Take a hiatus from him. Yeah, I think it wasn't him for a minute, and I think it's back Ah, to Cookie. That must have been terrible. Yeah, that can't be good. Nah, man, they knew what they were doing. All right. It was you, wasn't it? It was, it was me. You all, it was you all <laughs> then along. Then I got fired. <laughs> uh, all right, Ooh. well, let's get into, finally, we got some charts. Uh, this is for last week, the week of September 6th. Number 10, Tomodachi Life for the 3DS. Nice. Number 9, Mario Kart 8 for the Wii U. Oh, wow. That's low. Num- yeah, it's definitely low, but keep up there, Mario. You'll get there. Uh, number eight, Dangan Dangan Rompa two, Goodbye Despair for the Dragon PS- Romper two, Dragon <laughs> Dragon Romper two, <laughs> Goodbye Despair for the PS for the Vita. I heard that's uh, really good. Debuted at number eight. That was that made its for debut. the Vita. Yep, yeah. for the Vita. So physical copies. Wow. Yep. Uh, number seven, Minecraft for the PS3. Hey, number, that's low. Hey yo. Yep. Number six. Minecraft for the Xbox 360. Mm-hmm. So this is what we'll be saying for the next couple weeks. Number five, Madden NFL 15 for the PS3. Mm, number right. four, Madden NFL 15 for the 360. Yep. No, number three, Madden NFL 15. Xbox One. Ooh, number yeah. two, Madden NFL 15 for the PS4. Another wow. PlayStation beats out Microsoft again by so 10,000 units. 
This is so unheard of. It's so weird. I know that we spent the whole like first year and a half of this podcast saying anything that came out on Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3 is always did. Yep. Number one, The Sims 4 for the PC. Really? Wow. Debuts sold 179,000 hard copies. People love that game. Man, Sims is back. So, yeah, there you have it. And then we'll get Destiny next week. Yeah, so Destiny will be next week. Tim, we got to remember for next week to pull the pre-order numbers and rub them against the actual numbers. Oh, yeah, it's a good idea. Yeah, let's do that. For next How many week. people picked up their copy? Yeah, who actually yep. got it. Yeah. Yep, I like that. I wonder if it still counts as a sale if you fully purchased the pre-order. That's what I did. And left it there. That, like, let's, say, let's say, what did you say? I said that, I would imagine. They'd I still think count so. it as a sale, I right? Think that, yeah, well, yeah, that's yeah, money. Because you, you paid for it. Yeah, you've given them the money, so that's considered a sale. Now, it wouldn't go, well, would it go toward pre-order sales? Because you could put, what, $5 down on a pre-order? Well, you could put a uh, dollar down at Target. Right. That's what I'm I, saying. I'm saying only fully paid off. I can't imagine they can count the $5 ones because those can go away. Yeah, that doesn't make a whole, yeah. I would no, think the that, $5 ones that aren't picked up, that's just money for... GameStop or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's it's hold money. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Hall, man, give us something at five thirty in the morning. Ugh. Besides, a everybody wake up knows. Call. <laughs> well, everybody knows Microsoft bought Minecraft. Yeah, what happened yeah. now? I heard something about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> I back in the day, like like during the band days, and we were like hanging out and stuff. Like we would always talk about things as junior bacon cheeseburgers because they were only a dollar back then. I yeah, love I saw, some, I saw love, it on Twitter. We'd, we'd be looking at junior bacon cheeseburgers. Oh. Yeah, we, we'd be looking at something like we'd be like, man, that guitar is like a thousand junior bacons <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or something like that. So, is that Wendy's? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Do you, love me some junior bacon cheeseburgers. I used to just kill those things up until they tur- they changed the price. And I was like, nope, never buying them again. Yep. <laughs> Awful. 99 cents. Man. They weren't they were worth more than a dollar. So. Yeah. Right. Um, and then I made the comment about uh, Microsoft bought Minecraft for 2.5 billion McDoubles. And then we got a lot of comments like, my McDoubles aren't 99 cents. Oh, crap. <laughs> Whoops. I was like, right. well, guess I'm lucky. Then. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You're in a good time. Yeah, this is... um. It's interesting. It's also interesting to see there's a lot of backlash for it, too. Like, people are like, no, Microsoft, no. Like, everybody's thinking that they're going to screw this up. Microsoft. Mike, yeah, Microsoft. And I, you know. Hey, I they are like, the original mine with Minesweeper. There you go. It's true. But it's Microsoft, man. They're not, you know, they're going to treat it right. They have the money. They have the, the backing for it. I think they're going to take care of everybody. So everybody stop panicking. I'm sure it's going to be fine. They yeah. spend enough money on it. Yeah. So. They spend a lot of money on it. So to they, take care of it. <laughs> they want to get their return on it. So they are not, I don't think they're going to screw this up. They're not just going to take a $2 billion McDouble bath. It is, is, can they, <laughs> can lightning disgusting. strike, can lightning strike twice? I don't, want to, I don't want to take a McDouble bath. Oh, it'd be amazing. Oh, it'd be squishy. Can, can lightning strike twice for that developer? You think? Um, I mean, if they just continue with the current version of Minecraft and never make a new one, I think they'll be fine. So really? They just, 
You, so you think it's they can always just add in the charts. maps and mods and that kind of stuff and go from there? I'm talking about two billion dollars. I mean, it's on the charts, but it's not like and another another hundred thousand units of Minecraft sold. Yeah, I mean right. the the revenues have been. I think the revenues have been steadily like around a hundred million a year. So it would take them a long time to make their investment back. But I think it was more about putting... And it would slow. It's not like it's going to stay there. Well, they're definitely in it. it, it, it what it says is they're in it for the long haul. Exactly. It was more and, about making a statement. And I they guess. need to... Yeah, they'll make a return on it. It's I, like yeah. Facebook What's, buying Snapchat for like, what was it? Three billion? Yeah. or like even They're in, not going to make any money on that. Or even Instagram back in the day. Yeah, buying Instagram. They still haven't figured out how to make money with that. So... Nope. I honestly think that they bought that probably for the data as well. Yeah, I guess I guess they're making something off that. Because if nothing else, they have a ton of people under you know in that in that database that they can go back to and be like, hey, you like this? You'll like this, you know, and they can market it through. So they they were probably smart in doing that because I'm sure there is a mess of data that Minecraft has that they can get their hands on now and have access to. It's weird because it seems sense. like they're going to have to come out with something. So, I mean, I don't know if anybody could have called Minecraft's success. You know what I'm saying? When it was just on PC and Mac and it started bubbling and, and you know what I'm saying? It started going crazy and kids were getting involved. I don't know. Could that have been called? And so what I'm saying is that's a luck of the draw. You just happened to write a hit song. And so are you going to be a one hit wonder right. or are you going to be, you know, naughty dog? You know what I mean? Only time will tell. I think at this point, it's like he hit, he wrote a hit song, but then it got like picked up by the NHL and they played at every hockey game. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like yeah. he's making mad return off of that. And I get that. But what I'm saying is, so now you buy Sir Mix-a-Lot. <laughs> is Sir Mix-a-Lot going to have another huge song come out? Or is he just only going to you know, <laughs> like big butts and he cannot lie? Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, well, I, I, I get it. But uh, honestly, uh, person, he basically said, like, I got to get out of this because I'm going to go crazy if I don't. So not only do you not have the guy who came up with it, but you're left with just the, I mean... So now you head up a studio. Does the studio have a name or does Minecraft have a name to kids? I think they just at this point, I think they just know Minecraft. But I think what Microsoft wants to do is build the, build that brand from the and, makers of Minecraft. Yes. We bring you. I, and I, that's honestly the perfect pitch for the next game is not uh, a mine story. <laughs> right. <laughs> um you know, it's not about the developer name. It's about the actual game name. So it would be from the creators of Minecraft or from the people that brought you Minecraft. That's going to be the tie-in. Mm. There you have it. And the way that uh, Xbox's Phil Spencer put it, I mean, it's it, like Minecraft itself is going to continue on the platforms it's on. Mm-hmm. It's but, not going away. Yeah, and he said Minecraft, so he didn't mention about any future projects. I mean, he but just there's going to be he just a said future project. Well, and when there is, perhaps it's an Xbox and PC exclusive. Sure. It's going to be Minecraft Rise of the 8-Bit. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, they couldn't have spent 
two and a half billion dollars on this unless they planned on selling some hardware too. Yeah. Ooh, good call. Yeah. Hardware. Well, well, it could be that or some sort of software with it. Well, what, I, what I'm saying is buy this and then release Mojang's next project on as an Xbox, Xbox and One PC exclusive. exclusive. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Ma- yep. ma- mainly, I would think they would want to do it as a as an Xbox One exclusive just because the more that they get out there, the more uh, licensing they're going to make and people buying other games for it. So. Yeah. Well, you know what? Um, we I know we've talked a lot about this anyway. Only time will tell. You know, I think it's cool. I think it's, you know, everybody's freaking out about it, and they're all going to voice their opinion on the interwebs, and that's fine. But listen, only time will tell. They clearly have a plan. Otherwise, no one's just going to spend $2 billion for the sake of spending $2 billion. You know, it's they have a plan. There is something strategic going on, and it's going to be kind of exciting to see what happens. Will we play it? Who the heck knows? But... <laughs> You know, it's just one of those things where we'll just have to wait and see. There you go. Um, so Super Smash Brothers on the 3DS came out in Japan last week and sold a million copies. Wow. Wow. Which is awesome. Digital wow. and physical combined. Opening weekend in Japan. 49 playable characters. That's 49? a bunch. You said 49. 49 playable characters, including some new entries. Mega Man, Little Mac from Punch-Out, Pac-Man, and the the biggest, most Japanese-sounding surprise of all, the Duck Hunt Dog. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. The Dog from Duck Hunt. (laughs) That is awesome. And now I cannot wait to play the game. And just play as the duck hunt dog. I think you should. And hear that announcer. Marth verse <laughs> duck hunt dog. <laughs> Is that how they're naming it? Duck hunt dog? Yeah, I don't think he has a name. I don't think it's like Rufus or anything like that. Like I think yes. it's That's that would awesome. be his name. The duck had. hunt dog. Duck hunt dog. That Can I say how funny. much I love those games? I have to say it again, like just in case I haven't made it clear before. Smash Brothers is so fun. Somebody on our on our Twitter put it, I think it was on Twitter, put it the best. They said it's the Mario Kart of fighting games. Yep. Well, there's there a go. depth, there's a depth to it where if you get real good, you're just gonna smash everybody. But it's also really accessible, jump in and kind of play it. All right. I may have to try it. You do need to try it. You're not yeah. gonna like it. Really? No. <laughs> okay. But it's awesome. Well, then, if you're going to get it, we'll play it at your place. There you go. There you go. Um, Hall, you're into Super Smash Brothers, yeah? Yeah, I mean, like, I owned the N64 one, and we played it all the freaking time. I'm not really sure why we didn't make the jump to the GameCube one. Yeah, weird. I mean, right? I didn't really like the GameCube controller. Me neither. I think yeah. that's why I didn't make the jump. Um, mm. and, and then also, Canada is launching a thing called the super smash club and they'll host events across Canada and major cities and have players actually help define the rules and play against each other for swag and they can win stuff. It's going to run. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. It's going to run pretty awesome. Uh, in October and November, you can head over to nintendo.com to find out more about it. And see uh, if we had that in the States, 
We would all get out to that. No, we oh. wouldn't because the Xbox did something and came to Nashville and none of us went. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we yep. get too busy. We want to yep. go. Yep. And our hearts were there. Well, you know what needs to happen is we just need to have our radar up when things are coming in so that we can plan in advance. Because if we hear it last minute, we're like, well, I can't do that. Or Gabe's out of town. Exactly. Or, you know, we're yeah, all busy point. doing stuff. I mean, it's kids and wives and nine to fives, baby. So we got to yeah. we, we got to have a plan. So, so if it's coming in like two months and then we'll say we can go. Exactly. You know? So all my Canadians up there, look out for that Super Smash Club. Let us know how it is. Cause, uh, we're jealous and I'd love to be there. And you could do something, something like that in Canada. They're so freaking friendly up there, man. They're yeah, like, they're oh nice yeah, people. I'll come out. Don't you know? Hey, whatever they mm-hmm. say up in Canada. <laughs> don't, don't you know? Is that Are they more hosting is these it? events at Tim Hortons? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. They make so much money. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Give us something else, Hall. Uh, Destiny is UK's biggest IP launch. Wow. Say word. Awesome. Nice. That sounds about right. Yep. And de- and the people of a bungee like, phew. Yeah, right? <laughs> I have to believe, Gabe, you said something earlier when you were talking about Destiny, how easy it was to pop in and out. I have to believe that I'm going to say that the majority of the money spent had to be on servers and database and the fluidity of the multiplayer versus anything else. I mean, graphics are always come you know, are such a priority too. But I, I would have to think that the actual structure and the logistics of all the server management and everything, that's where a lot of that money went to because well, that they is didn't a, spend it on the story or the voice. That's acting. for dang sure. <laughs> so they had yeah. to spend it on something that is for dang sure. So, I, you know, and that stuff is not cheap. So to do an undertaking like this, where it is so easy to just drop in and out of any mission for anybody, uh, and so fluidly, and it made it so easy. <clears throat> that's expensive. <laughs> and they got a long-term plan too. So, like those yes. servers are going to be up for a long time. Yes. So they've they've set the 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 ground floor is set, and there will be Destiny twos and threes and fours probably. Well, unless they do it a little different. I mean, that DLC is thirty five bucks that's coming out, and if they yeah. they could just expand this one, maybe. Unless they want to jump full next gen with a Destiny you, 2 electric boogaloo would, somewhere. Yeah, you, would, you would think they would probably would make that jump, wouldn't you? Because by the time the next game is ready, I, I would think that previous gens are kind of starting yeah. to fade out. Yeah, it's true. Paul, you got something else? Well, I was going to say just regarding that deal, like they put so much money into the advertising that that's true. That live action commercial is awesome. That by is the way. cool. I dig that. The the commercial's awesome. The like the talking is just funny. Well, it's you know, on par with the game. Mm. Yeah. Um you know, and speaking of, you you had mentioned like kinda the money that they spent on like voice acting and stuff, like there were some a few big name actors in there, but like, I didn't hear them really talked about like after the game came out, like nobody was mentioning like, Oh, it was awesome that so-and-so did some stuff in here. Well, it's Mm. weird because you don't fall in love with any of those people. Like when you're going into a mission, you have somebody talking and Mm -hmm. I always feel like you don't have any connection to the, who, who that is talking, but I know I've recognized a couple of those voices, but like, you know, even with like the speaker and, and, 
people that you hear a couple times in the game. I think I've, you know, you, you don't necessarily beat the game, but I'm done with all the missions like on the different planets. Oh, and, nice. Um, you just don't, there's nobody to fall in love with. It's not like, it's weird, man, because you're like, all right, you had an opportunity here to tell a really cool story and you have the, the talent at your fingertips mm-hmm. and it just feels like it falls really flat on that side of things. You know, mm. did so they anyway. ever, did they ever meant it to be very story driven? I say, it sounds like the focus was more, I can't imagine it was more on just the gameplay of it and the interaction of it. Like, I mean, the name destiny does sound like, okay, this, this, there is, has to go somewhere. This has to be a, a decent script. I mean, shoot, even halo has probably better, a better yeah, story, well, storyline. Well, and, and the thing, yeah, it's, you're, you're exactly right. And I was thinking about this the other day when I was playing, I was like, this is called destiny. Yeah. Like the name is way bigger than the story. Yeah. Hmm. You would think the story would be this like triumphant. Exactly. You know, and we're going to go and change, you know, say so it's like, hopefully this doesn't die. You know, like you're the great. ghost that is following you around, like couldn't have any less. He couldn't care any less. <laughs> it feels like, and then your character too. And it's funny because I was playing with somebody else and they said, Oh, we have different voice actors. So I don't know if there's a different voice actor in there for, if you play as I'm a warlock, uh, of the EXO, I think race. Nice. Um, so I don't know if there is different, voice actors for whatever, for like the Titan, the warlock and whatever. But, hmm. um, he doesn't care much. Yeah, yeah. we did it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you know, uh, no, right. here it is. You're like, mm. All sure right, is well, cold out here. It sure <laughs> is cold out here. And so, um, but there's just not that, I don't know that there's not like that. Hooray. Like we're doing it. Holy crap. We're in this. You know, that's why I always say I love the endings of call of duties because they ramp in such a way that when you're at the end, it's like, it's climaxing in such a way. You're like, this is a movie. Like we're doing it. Yeah. Like it's a slow motion. And you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. But and you leave going, whew. Yeah. yeah you're you like, all exhausted. right. Yeah. Yeah. And didn't, the credits, didn't you get a lot you. of comments this week? Like Gabe playing call of duty during destiny launch week. <laughs> that <laughs> yeah. was good, man. <laughs> they got on me, man. I freaking yeah, love yeah. the community. Let me explain myself. My, my family came over. And my wife's family, my family-in-law, and it was my wife's little brother and cousin. There you go. It's hard to keep their attention while the adults are downstairs playing, you know, a board game. They're like, oh, we want to do something. So I sat them in front of Call of Duty. And said, here, go shoot some And neither of them have a PS4. And turned up the surround sound. And (laughs) they came downstairs literally smiling. Nice. I was nice. like, do you guys enjoy that? They're like, that was awesome. <laughs> That's so, so great. It was a good time. No need to explain. It's all good. Um, yeah, yeah. That's a lot better than, uh, I get. They're probably like, oh, Hall's playing Netflix again <laughs> <laughs> on Destiny Launch Week. <laughs> on Destiny Launch Week. <laughs> That's funny. Um, we had another birthday this week. Uh, the ESRB turned mm-hmm. 20 years old, the Entertainment Software Ratings Board. That you see in the bottom right hand corner of all your video games. Mm-hmm. And, uh, this, this came out. I thought that was kind of cool. The Federal Trade Commission over the last 14 years has been collecting data through mystery shoppers to work the numbers up on how often children are stopped 
when trying to buy an M-rated game Ooh. or other things like R-rated movies or DVDs and uh, parental, parental advisory CDs. So 14 years ago, the number of video games sales to my, like how many times minors were stopped from buying an M-rated game was 15%. Okay. It was still kind of new 14 years ago. You know, the ESRB, people might not have been taking it that serious. Today, it's 87% of kids are checked or really stopped from buying M-rated games if they're underage, hmm. uh, which is a higher percentage than R-rated films by 11%, R-rated DVDs by 17%, and music by 34%. Wow. So it's beating all hmm. those other mediums of, like, checking for age. So I think that's good. Yeah. I think that an 11-year-old shouldn't be able to buy an M-rated game. It's honestly not what I expected. I thought it was actually going to be way less because, yeah. I mean, just look around you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know? that's why we have a bunch of parents going in now. Like, I ah, just yeah. give it to him. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I bet a lot of them get stopped because, um, like, some of those retailers have just coded it into their systems. Yeah. So, like, when they scan a game, the register will just stop the transaction. Well, they'll like, have to enter a date of birth. Ex- yep. Exactly. So. Yep. Honestly, yeah, that's great. Fine by yeah. me, man. That's yeah. I totally, think that's good. Totally fine by me. I think that's the responsible thing to do. Yeah, check them jokers. <laughs> um, I have one last thing. Hall, you got something? Yeah, Oculus Rift is coming sometime in mid-2015. Wow. Oh, good. Mine had something to do with VR, too. Nice. Uh, the price point's going to be somewhere between 200 and 400. Nope. Wow. Uh, no, I hope not. it's two hundred. Uh, I don't. <laughs> it's probably not. I was going to say this is no Apple Watch. They can't pull a three forty nine. <laughs> no, I agree. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, well, my thing on the VR uh, side of things, Kickstarter. There's a Kickstarter called Air VR, and it's turning your iPad Mini or iPhone six into a virtual reality headset. Ooh. It comes with a headset with the lenses in place and you just slide your iPad mini into it. Retina display. You know what I'm saying? Is um, this a joke? No. Okay. You're going to look like such looks, an idiot. It looks ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you probably look like such a moron doing They're that. They're only looking for $20,000 and for $49, you can get an Air VR head mount. Uh, and, uh, La- that's, when I, that's when what I'm going to be for Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Everybody's going to be like, who's the dork with the iPad in front of his face? <laughs> and it looks really ridiculous because the iPad comes down in front of your mouth and nose and everything. Oh, it's, it's not stupid. It's not a good look, but it's hilarious looking. Um, last night when I looked, they had raised $2,500, but they have 30 days left, you know, so oh, it's almost man. the whole thing. But it got me into thinking, and this goes into our question of the week, which I'll repeat later. I don't understand virtual reality. I don't understand why. Why? Am I just old? Like, is it the same thing with Minecraft? I think it's just a sensory thing. What I'm more concerned with is how is that going to get involved in games? Like, that's that's a massive undertaking. Because that's a total sensory different. It's just a different way of looking at everything. I just don't get it from this. I get that only because I tried the Morpheus and like, I guess you look around and that's fine. But like, I just don't see me doing this at home yeah. by myself. 
Right. <laughs> like yeah. just for my wife to come in and scare the crap out of me. <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah. Well, we did talk about you'd be, you know, strapped in your machine with your Oculus Rift on. Yep. With the surround sound up. Or the yes. headset. And that, and that's why I was thinking, like, she already likes to scare me when I'm just wearing the Pulse Elites. Oh, I bet. <laughs> and I can see with the Pulse Elites on. Yeah. You imagine, like, snatching a virtual reality headset off your head and throwing it to the ground? Like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, um, I, I'm with you, man. I don't. It's like 3D. Like, I think it's cool. I don't go to 3D movies. I don't, you know, I don't have a 3D TV. I haven't bought into the whole 3D thing. I think it's a great idea. Uh, it's just not there yet. And th- it's going to be the same thing with VR. Like it's, it's cool. It's a little tchotchke thing, uh, but it's not the norm and it's not going to be for a while. So are you saying Oculus Rift is being delivered now to, it'll be just on store shelves? Yeah. The, the, the consumer version is launching, it's supposed to be launching in the middle of next year. And I bet it'll get delayed. So maybe by the end of the next year. And then like, is it just going to be hooked this up to your, computer at home uh it doesn't really give any more information but i assume it's going to be just yeah hook it up to your computer that's the only that's the other thing i, I wonder it's about kind of, like, it looks like it's kind of a private sale almost like it's you can order it from their website or something i don't think it's going to be on retail yet it's like a huh. google glass thing yeah kind of like a google glass thing but cheaper way cheaper google glass hey i love google and you know i'm an android guy I got to try the Google Glass on, and for fifteen hundred dollars, I'd be pretty upset. <laughs> <laughs> like, That's no, awesome. thank you. Even the guy that let me wear it was like, ah. I was like, was it worth it? He was like, you know, I kind of got to say I like it. It's like getting a tattoo. No, uh, yeah. you're stuck with it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I, you know, I wear it. You know. All right, you all out, Hall? Yep. Well, every week we ask you guys a question. Last week was no different. Favorite theme park was the question starting at the forums. Greg Legg said, ah, a topic I can get behind. Before I got married, I was a coaster enthusiast. Mm. Well, still am, but don't get to parks as much anymore. It's hard to pick a favorite, though. Probably Europa Park in Germany. Mm. Honorable mentions going to Blackpool Pleasure Beach, Disneyland Tokyo, and Busch Gardens Williamsburg, which I guess by extension, would be my favorite American park. Nice. Also have to give a shout-out to Kennywood, my hometown park. Wow. Riot.exe said, well, because of where I grew up, I'd have to, it'd have to be Six Flags Astro World back in Houston, Texas. Problem is, back in 2009, I went back to visit. I currently live in Illinois, and it's just gone, completely gone. Astrodome, wow. Waterworld, everything in that area is just gone. Sad times. Wow. What? Donnie like torn, Reese, I guess, just like torn, torn down. down. Yeah, yeah, Man, tore up, gone. Holy they should have left it. They that could have made a great setting for a zombie movie. There you go. Let it grow <laughs> over and just sell <laughs> sell it out to people for movies. There's your Last of Us movie setting. Exactly. Donnie Reese, born a Buckeye. Cedar Point is the best for this guy's from this guy's point of view. Six Flags over Atlanta. Is a nice distraction, but it's a far cry from Cedar Point. Over at Twitter, John Matthews at Starfury Zeta said Bush Gardens Williamsburg as well. Wow. John Stapleton at C Red 81 Disneyland. 
but mm. I'm going to the world in October. So my opinion might change. And then lastly, we have Q at LP guardian. It's a Q and a question mark. Nice. Sadly, I've never been to one yet. I hope to visit Disney someday. Hashtag fingers crossed. Nice. Make it happen. It's worth it. Make it happen. Thank you guys for answering our questions. You know where to find us. Twitter.com slash MTTG cast. Facebook.com slash married to the games. Married to the games.com. Come check out the forum. We are active. Well, two thirds of us are active. The other one's playing hard to get. <laughs> uh, YouTube.com slash married to the games. We don't have anything too new up there. I might do a throwback Thursday with the Bioshock Infinite rap this week. Oh, sweet. Think about it. Uh, Hall. Oh, yeah. Rate us on iTunes and Stitcher. Why is that? It's your destiny. Oh, <laughs> nice. I like it. I like it. Well played. Well, let's get into some questions. start knocking these out because we got quite a bit uh email travis p uh and let me start by saying that we uh travis had uh asked us uh, i think two weeks ago i want to say two weeks ago about the last of us and some tips and tricks so this is a nice follow-up he said just wanted to give you a follow-up on the last of us remastered i went in not knowing anything about the game and was completely floored by how awesome the game was great story incredible action great graphics characters that you actually care about uh, an instant classic. Gabe, you were right about starting those generators. They gave me anxiety. I conserved my <laughs> ammo, like you all said. Made those last couple levels much easier. Maybe it's just me, but the sounds the clickers made were creepy. Oh, yeah, Jack. The, the Left Behind DLC was short and fun, and a lot of cutscenes it added to the overall story, but not sure I would have paid extra for it. Thanks to the MTTG community for the, re- for the recommendation. Worth every penny. On to Destiny. Nice. So that's awesome, Travis. Great. I'm glad that that worked out for you. And I'm so glad you got to play that game because it is incredible. Moving on, Angela, a.k.a. Silver Husky on Twitter. Hey, MTTG crew. I've been listening to the podcast for nearly a year now and love it. Your show is a great change of pace from the usual gaming podcast I listen to. There's just something awesome about life and games. I have a few questions this week and I'll try to keep them brief. First, Gabe, now that you've finished Persona 4 Golden, <laughs> will you try? will you try any other Shin Megami Tensei games? How about Persona 5? What about Persona 4 Arena? It pl- it plays like the Blaze Blue fighting games. Um, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, great. in the great words of, you know, Justin Bieber, I'll never say never. <laughs> no. I was trying to think of what it would be. Yeah, what, what would be the great words? Like one uh, less lonely game? Or <laughs> well, yeah. What's he trying to... <laughs> That's awesome. Um, and so, you know, I, I can't ever, you know, I can't say I no, I won't, but I, there's a, there's going to be a laundry list ahead of it. Yeah. Before I get back I hear over that. that way. So, uh, she goes on the PS2 version of Persona 4 led me to the overall SMT, 
SMT series, but I can see why they can be a drag for some people. I've yet to finish any of the SMT games or spinoffs like Persona in under 100 hours. Right. Which leads me to my next question for everyone. What is the longest console game you fellows have ever played? For me, Persona 4 still holds the record at 146 hours. Hallelujah. Wow. Holy cow. Get it, girl. Uh, Thanks again for the excellent for the excellent podcast you guys are the best angela that is awesome thank you for those kind thank of words you very much longest console game for me was skyrim 95 hours Halsfer. i think i put because i played skyrim twice i yes, think you did that's right i think i put maybe 90 hours into it but honestly like i think back to like playing multiplayer on call of duty like Back, and this is back on Call of Duty 4, you know, the one that everybody freaked out about, the Modern Warfare. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I would have put more hours into that because I didn't keep track or anything. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard with those multiplayer games where you just hop in and play and you get sucked in for three or four hours. Um, but yet, as far as like story games, though, yeah, I mean, probably Skyrim just because I played it twice. Yeah, I would say Persona, but I played... um. Final Fantasy seven, like two and a half times. And that those are long. That's a long game. Nice. But I, I think persona of recent of one playthrough of one game. I mean, you know, that's around a hundred hours as well. Wow. Wow. I know we kind of joked about it, but did the gameplay elements stay pretty fun throughout the whole experience or what did it feel like kind of a chore at the end? It, the uh, man, it's hard to say because there was things about it that didn't feel like a chore, and there was things that did. It's funny because in the last couple hours of playing it, like when I was kind of coming to the end, I found myself chuckling at certain things, <laughs> like oh yeah, oh yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah, all right, yeah, yeah. Like there was like a couple things that I was like, wait, do I like these characters? All of a sudden. 97 hours into this game. <laughs> and so there was, there was some wrap up stuff that I really enjoyed the writing towards the end. Uh, I really liked. And so it didn't get as arduous. Is that a word? It didn't get as, I don't know. Yeah, that, arduous. 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 Yes. As I thought it would remain. There was a time before the end, like, Oh my gosh, where's a knife? But then, like, it actually eased itself into, like, me really enjoying the end of the game. That's awesome. Great question. Great. That was great. Thank you, Angel. Appreciate it. All right, Luke, our boy who hooked us up with Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare, thank you so much once again. He writes in, he says, hey, guys, you've all been contracted to design the next big AAA action-adventure game, and it's a mashup of some of your favorite games. Each of you gets to take major contributions. Here we go. Cast. Router picks the protagonist. Hall picks the antagonist. Gabe picks the setting. Ooh. All right. So so here we go. Triple A game. What are we thinking? So the protagonist, I'm going to say, is a female. Nice. And, and she... Oh, man. That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> That's not fair. A female. All right. She's a fem- <laughs> she is a female who... Well, wait. Like, we is she pick a female? A... Is she like a... Do you need let's setting, pick the setting first? first then? Okay. Forget it. Let's let's pick, Gabe. You have to pick the setting, and then we can kind of figure out who the characters are from there. I think the setting start, leads it. It's important. Space. 
Okay. The <laughs> final frontier. There it is. Da, da, da. These are the... What is are it? we making These, a Star Trek game or something? Exactly. Right. Okay. So I then think you got to go with space. I, I really like space for some strange reason as, okay. a, as a setting. But I hey, do too. I think I'm going space like Mass Effect, like ship. Yes. Like a ship space, not like a okay. planet space. Okay. Female who's in space. There's your protagonist. Oh, go. come on. That doesn't help. <laughs> Is she an no. alien? Is she human? Okay, we're going to do this. She is from... Tatooine. No, not Tatooine. <laughs> That's popping out. Uh, she is from the planet Venus. She's right. beautiful. She rides beautiful. on the Normandy. She's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> She's beautiful. Oh, she... let's go against the status quo. She's butt ugly. All right, she's butt <laughs> ugly. There you go. She's she got butt a ugly. accent. She has had a troubled past because she is the last of her race. Oh, and she's the only one that can keep it going because she's female. Boom. And and on her planet, it works like Earth. Boom. Gotcha. Hmm. All right, Hall, antagonist. Ooh, I have an idea for an antagonist, but go ahead, Tim. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Um, When you put it that way, like that she's the last one, I would think it would be somebody who wants her race to die. Right. So That's maybe like start. some kind of politician. Ooh. What okay. Ooh. What about what about a virus? Ooh. That's a pretty good idea. I like that. A space virus? Space virus. <laughs> this is going to be the worst freaking triple A game ever. <laughs> no, I don't want to play that crap. This is a triple A. This is like triple I got the space virus. Yeah. Triple F. It's going to be a triple F action adventure game. This oh is going to suck so bad. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. Now plot devices. Router sets up the conflict. Hall lays out the plot twist. Gabe drives it home with the final conflict and go. Okay. Oh, shoot. So the conflict is last of her race. What are we saying? The poli- Okay. So the politician, she's known the politician before the politician has been on her planet. Uh, and they hit he, it off. he was on her planet when she was a kid or something. Right, right, like the right. Po- let's say the politician's like 30 years older or something. Okay, I was going for like they dated or not dated, but they were in a relationship before of some oh, sort. Oh, okay, well then they're not. So they're the same They're, they're around the same, the same age. age. Yeah, they're go. the same age. So maybe they grew up and they like dated each other when they were younger. And now, uh, you know, something happened that that triggered uh, mass like, genocide. <laughs> <laughs> what yeah. the heck kind of relationship was that? Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> she was like, yeah. I don't know. I want to change the color back to yellow in this room. <laughs> okay, all right. So maybe it's one of these like they both fall in love. No, that doesn't work either. Um, something like he betrays her because he wants his race, her race to to die anyway. And clearly, he's had issues with the race in the past. Uh, Somebody who was of that race killed his parents. How about that? There you go. Like that. Okay. So there's, there's, then he became Batman. So that's part of the con. (laughs) (laughs) There's the plot twist, Hall. There's your plot twist. He becomes Batman. And and then Gabe, bring it home. Bring this horrible game home. (laughs) Yeah. What's what's my responsibility at this point? (laughs) The the final conflict is clearly the boss between her and, uh, and him. Yeah. Uh, They meet up on some planet somewhere oh, venus oh my gosh it's wonder woman versus batman <laughs> <laughs> kind of uh, 
This sucks. Shall we just think, move on? <laughs> I, I think I think they meet on Venus. <laughs> this is horrible. And uh, he finds out she's pregnant. <laughs> okay. At the very end. <laughs> nice. And with which, her, with which, his child, <laughs> which causes him to hesitate. So she kills him. Nice. And uh, and then she pulls like a uh. Jerry Springer. She's like, ah, I wasn't pregnant. <laughs> okay, I like it. <laughs> I was lying just to get you to trip up for a second. Now you dead. This is don't awesome. judge me. You don't know me. You don't know me. Don't judge me. This is now the ghetto triple F action adventure <laughs> game. <laughs> oh, that was horrible, Luke. We totally did an injustice, but yeah. that was that was fun. As long as we had fun doing it, that's man. Great. If only no, we would have started this podcast. To make injustice. <laughs> <laughs> nice. If only we would have started the podcast at six thirty, we would have had much better answers. Of course, I know. Uh, Luke, Luke is never going to send us anything ever again. He's like, <laughs> these guys are idiots. Uh, oh all right, my let's move on. Uh, Donnie Reese, having spent the last week moving into my new humble abode this past week, I spent congratulations. Ma- exactly, I spent a many an hour packing, lifting, dropping, and unpacking endless boxes with my Bluetooth headphones on, listening to my favorite podcast. Then it dawned, then it dawned on me. I've been listening to several podcasts weekly for years now. It's become part of my weekly, if not daily routine. As the voices of one of these podcasts that look forward to hearing weekly, do you feel pressure from your fan base to continue to provide that quote fix? And have you ever discussed how each of you would like this show to end? Thanks for helping me through my internet less and exhaustive week, fellas. Thanks, Donnie. That's awesome. Um, I, I don't feel the pressure because I think our community is amazing and it, it, they're kind of more family than anything else. Like I'm not, it's never just a, like we're going to you. It's more of like, we're all in this together. We all discuss things. So, I mean, we just, we have a podcast that, and people listen to it, but then we, we love to interact with everybody. So I don't feel pressure to continue to provide that fix. I think that just kind of handles itself because we love talking about games. So that's our fix. Like we, we can all discuss it. And then after the podcast, we discuss it online. And I think, I think there's no pressure. The real pressure I have is just making sure that we always feel the pressure to make sure that we come in every week, you know, and, and, and keep everything consistent. I think that's where I feel the pressure. Cause like last week I'm like, I was, the first thing I did when we got when we checked in at the hotel was try and pick a, a nice quiet spot where I know I could do the podcast because I felt you know you feel that pressure like I want to make sure that we're delivering something every week. Yeah, that's Paul, the pressure I feel. Alcifer, I listen to a couple podcasts, but I hate it when they don't come out for a week. Yeah, so I just made it a point that we don't do that. Yep, I think yeah. it's perfect. So even if we have to struggle to get, you know, to wake up, yeah. you know, whatnot. Um, it's still worth it to get something out there for the people that like to listen to us. So I, I love, I love it. Um, I don't feel the pressure of, um, being the fix, but I do feel the pressure of it being good. Right. right. And like, it haunts me. <laughs> like I stay up at night, like thinking like, how to try to make this show better and what I can do better is like the guy that's semi behind the helm. Like it's, it's weird because these guys do so. I feel like all three of us um, are different enough that it, it can offer 
a little something for everybody, except we're not really Hall can get there sometimes, but we're not real negative. But Hall's wife told me that any negativity he has in his life is because of her. She said, she was like, I've made Hall negative. I was like, ah, get out of here. Oh, I I told her, um, that basically you guys are so positive that I kind of have to balance you out a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, I do like, and we'll be driving and my wife will be like, what's wrong? And I'm like, Nothing. I'm just, gosh, think about this married to the games thing. <laughs> and she's yeah, like, what, she just rolls like, what's her the eyes, problem? Yeah. And I was like, I just want, you know, I want to take it to the next level. I want to be able to provide, you know, amazing content for the amazing people that listen to. It. I mean, it's, it's, it's one thing if you guys were a bunch of complainers and it right, was like, right. uh, but like you guys are, we have such an awesome community and it, we can't say most, enough. It's that, the most mature, like the community that I've ever experienced. And that's what's so great about yeah, it. Yeah. And so it's like, I want this thing to grow and be awesome for you guys. And that's the pressure I feel. If there's a pressure, that's where it comes from. And I think it's a little bit of my performance background, like, you know, coming from stage and, you know, everything about our show, we're like, we want our show to be banging, especially because it's Christian. We feel like automatically people are like, oh, well, it's a Christian show. So, I mean, you know, like we're like, we don't want the pass. We want to be good. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And we want it to be yeah. excellent. So yeah. that's, that's where I feel the pressure, not from delivering it every week. Exactly. Nice. All right. Speaking of, uh, we want to do more. We need to chat. We need to have, like have a lunch or something. Yes, yeah. We do. We're gonna, we got some ideas and I was talking to, um, at our hundredth episode. I think I was talking to Chris about it. Chris, nice. uh, some of the people that came, you know, I was talking about some ideas we had. So. We awesome. want to expand it. So just know that we're, we're definitely thinking about that. Yeah, we're stuff. working on it. Awesome. Uh, that man, that was just email. Let's move on to Facebook and Twitter oh, Real, really quickly. <laughs> Don't worry. It. We we'll, got it. We got this. We Zach, got this. Zach Ald on Facebook. My question for this week, with it being so early, how many times has router fallen asleep during this recording and Hall will edit it out? <laughs> uh, <laughs> more here, than you know. No, here's, here's, here's the funny part. I'm the early bird and Hall's an early bird too. That the week that that happened, that was the first time that that, that it's ever happened. But it, that week was like a stressful week where I was getting up consistently at like four o'clock in the morning every day and going mm. to bed at like 11. So mm. I was just at that point, I was just like I was out. So that was like a one time thing, hopefully. But it was yeah. still freaking hilarious. It was it, great. It's interesting because I've many times, you know, I'm like just mad when I'm getting up to do the podcast because it's so early and I'm not an early bird. And I've thought so many times, like, you know what? I could do this in the guest bedroom, like, while I just, like, laid on the bed. Mm-hmm. That would be an awful idea. Dude, you would be asleep <laughs> every episode. I would be, that would be- out. <laughs> like, oh, yes, yes, y'all. This, this, this. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so awesome. Um yeah, that's that was a good one. Uh, let's move on to Twitter. Uh, Devin Tyus at Dev A Tyus. Now that Destiny has dropped, what is your most anticipated game for the rest of this year? And what are your opinions of Destiny? We've all, already kind of given our opinions of Destiny. Um, I'm. It's a toss up, and I've said it before. It's a toss up between Far Cry Four and Assassin's Creed Unity. Uh, like I said before, I'm very uh, nervous about Assassin's Creed because it's. You know, it's going back to kind of its original roots. Like, it's not a pirate. Like, I was excited for Assassin's Creed 4 because it was totally different. It was a pirate-themed. Uh, and it was a great game, and I loved every minute of that game. 
this one, because it's so focused, like Assassin's Creed 3 was, it's so focused on a time period. I, you know, I just, I'm hoping I'm not disappointed. I don't think I will be, but we'll see. But I'm definitely, I'm definitely all in for Far Cry 4. I think that's going to be awesome. Paul? I think it's Far Cry 4 for me. The co-op is real. Like, the co-op on 3 was really fun. Mm. So if they improve it, I mean, I'm all in. Uh, I have two. <laughs> Sadly, one of them is Far Cry 4, which is just repetitive at this point. The other one is um, I played on the iPad Hitman for the iPad. It was called, like, Hitman Sniper. Oh yeah, and they said it was coming out in the fall, and I'm actually <laughs> I don't know what something You're a big grabbed me. Yeah, I love Hitman number one, but something grabbed me about it, and it was kind of like really fun at E3, and so uh, Hitman. Hmm. I'm looking. I'm waiting for that to come out, man. Come on, Hitman. That's awesome. Hitman Sniper. <clears throat> at Delvin Cox, have you ever gotten into a fanboy argument, and if so, how bad was it? You know, I don't think I have. I have. You have not an argument, but just like a, a heated discussion. And it was with uh, Chris Dumoulin. If you guys remember Chris. Oh, yeah. Uh, it wasn't an argument by any means, but it was definitely like a it, the Xbox was going through all its growing pains before it came out. It was like between the announcement and E3, I think, or something like that. And I was like, so what the heck is going on <laughs> with Microsoft? <laughs> And, you know, he was like defending, but not quite defending. But right. then at the same time, he doesn't like anything Sony, but he doesn't like it just because it's Sony. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, that was kind of the, because I don't consider myself a fanboy, but I do only own the PlayStation yeah. and the Wii. And I, so, I think for all of us too, we, we, we favor a certain one. It doesn't mean we're fanboys of it. That's just, that's just what we, what we, and I more prefer. favor the developers. I don't more, I, I don't yeah. favor like, the controller or even the UI over exactly. the other, but I've fallen in love with the uncharted series and yep. now the last of us. And so like naughty dog is like, wherever they're going, I'm going is what it yep. feels like. So yep. if I'm going to fanboy something, it's going to be the, the game developers, not uh Sony or Microsoft. I'm, you guys know I'm not an Apple guy, so that almost automatically makes me a, a Microsoft guy. I work on a PC, I have a Droid phone. I don't have a Windows phone, but you have an uh, iPad. I'm not that crazy. I do have an iPad, but it was a gift. I didn't buy it. Nah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nice excuse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Hall, you ever gotten in an argument, fanboy argument? Nah. It, I don't see I you just, arguing. It, I just yeah, like stuff. I do too, and it seems pointless to try and argue over something where both either one, it's still fun. Like. You know, if you're going to hate something for the sake of just hating it, you're not going to get through to them anyway because their mind's already made up. So what's the point? Exactly. You know, just if that's what you love, then go for it. I'm not judging. It's fine. You know, have fun with it. As long as you're having fun and playing games, it's all that matters. Exactly. Joey McPherson at Joe Boston 617. What activities would you love to do? For example, skydiving, bungee jumping, etc. I would freaking love to do skydiving. My wife always says, don't ever do that. Because yeah. you have a because you have a family to think about. I'm like, I know that's why it'd, it'd be so much fun to do. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, skydiving would be so awesome. Skydiving, and I used to be a big snowboarder. I know nice. I'm black, but I used to like to snowboard. That's awesome. Ebony, ivory, living <laughs> in perfect harmony. harmony. <laughs> yep, love it. Uh, Hall, I used to skateboard all the time. Like I, I wouldn't do skydiving or bungee jumping. Honestly, it's just 
a little I wouldn't bungee too jump. scary for me. I wouldn't bungee yeah, jump and I wouldn't like hang glide, but I'll skydive for sure. Yeah, if something goes wrong, awesome. I want to make sure I'm not making it out of that thing. <laughs> yeah. Bungee jump. I'll, I'll, what, you know what I'm saying? God, yep. Yep. I, lo- I loved skateboarding when I was younger and like going to the parks and like riding in the bowls and stuff like that. But honestly, I don't think I could bring myself to do that now. I'd be like the oldest guy there by far. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, who's this guy? It wouldn't be any fun. They'd be calling you grandpa. <laughs> it was funny. I pulled, I think we were moving some stuff around like, and I still have my, uh, Krista got me like a newer skateboard, like right when we got married and nice. I pulled it out the other day and this is like the first time I'd been on it. And I think maybe six years. Wow. And I was like, wow, I can still ride this thing. I can still That's do cool. tricks. That's cool, man. I can't even stand up on a skateboard. Like it's, I really uh, can't. I, I can snowboard that extra content we want to do. I, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Good yeah, question. that's awesome. Uh, super ultra podcast at Superpod. How do you guys feel about the current portrayal of women in games? Hmm. Good I question. Mean, I think with Tomb Raider, I, I and we had said this before. I love the fact that I mean she gets her butt kicked in that game and she's still so, you know, rock solid. And it, she it was takes just it like, like one of the fellas in that game. Yeah, she really sure. does. Yeah. She, she gets her butt kicked and it's just like, that's awesome. You well, know, she's I mean, storming camps and like, you know, full grown men are running away. So right. Full bearded right. men. Exactly. <laughs> so exactly. where did so she I, get a rocket launcher? Exactly. That's the best, best quote of that game. Um, I, I, I hope it continues to do more stuff like that where we have these women who are just out there killing it and you fe- you end up fearing them. You know, I thought that was that was awesome. Let's face it like it's gotten a lot better than it was. Like if you look back at yeah, Tomb Raider like the first game and Gabe knows what I'm talking about. No, I know exactly. What like what the about. character looked like in the first game. I oh, mean yeah. that game would not see the light of day. I don't know today. how she was able to even run forward without falling over. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so disproportionate. Yeah, exactly. I think that the developers are doing the right thing by saying basically like you can have a strong male protagonist and you can have a strong female protagonist. Exactly. So I think they're doing the right things. I, I don't I don't know exactly. I mean, it's, it's perhaps are they like mentioning like NPC characters or I don't know. Something I think like that. that, um, I think, I think like you're saying, I mean, I think we've come a long way from, uh, from maybe what people have been upset about when it comes to right. women in video games. Yeah. Um, but I think like, yeah, I think the Laura Croft thing is a good example uh, I think Ellie is a good example where yeah, they're definitely. not, uh, what was the other girl's name in, in that game? Um, uh, t- Tina Tamara. I can't remember what her name was, but, but like, yeah, I mean, yeah, being, she was like a strong female not being portrayed too. as weak and needing right. help. You yeah, know, exactly. Female Shep obviously was the main character. I mean, um, there's, there's missions where Ellie is basically taking care of Joel. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Know, so. That's exactly. Right. And so I, I, and I love that. And that shouldn't be a surprise to anyone. We all know that women help the world go around. And so I think the, I think what people start to get upset about is, uh, the mix of who women, how they could be objectified in media period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think is probably the bigger, 
issue, but of, I mean, that's a whole nother podcast. Yeah, it's man. a whole nother <laughs> yeah, conversation. Yeah. Um, but I think that, I think that developers are trying to move in the right direction and not come across, uh, so one-sided you know we talked about it when it was going on but you know they talked about not putting ellie on the cover of the last of us or yep. her not being in front yep. because the women don't whatever as well as men on covers of video yeah. games and i think that's ridiculous and i think that's i can't imagine that's true actually yeah i yeah. can't either i don't know what data they pulled from that but that that I, to me that's yeah none of the ridiculous. tomb raider games were just sold at that point yeah exactly that sounds ridiculous yeah. Good question. All right. Uh, final question, really quick one, because I know, Hall, oh, you got to get out of here. Colonel Big Beard at Colonel Big Beard. I've just bought a Vita and want to know what are the essential games for it. So, Gabe, this is all you. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, Persona 4 Golden. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, remote play. Yeah, remote play with your PS4. Um, Tearaway, I thought was really fun. Ali Ali is really fun. Um, trying to think of some other ones. Dragon Rampa 2. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, uh, let's see. What else did I really enjoy on there? Um, I do love the, uh, I do love RPGs on there. I think they're, I think they're awesome. I hate first person shooters on there. It's weird. Like I just, I'm not good with the fast paced stuff on the, on the Vita. Uh, Uncharted Golden Abyss, I think is what it's called. Yep. Um, I mean, there's a couple out there. I, I wish I knew more. Like I got a Vita, but I only got like a couple games for it. So I'm not like, I'm not the, obviously the end all to talk to about that, but, um, there's games out there that are, that are awesome. They're easy to find, but I would start with Golden Abyss and some of the other ones I mentioned. If they would have brought freaking Kingdom Hearts, I would say play Kingdom Hearts. That's all awesome. right. Is that it? That's a wrap. Let's give away some games real fast. This is from Delvin Cox at Delvin underscore Cox. Hooked us up with the Smash Brothers demo for the 3DS. First one to it gets it. Here we go. A, zero, five, V, C, nine, E, three, three, six, eight, G, Q, two, B as in boy, Y. I'm not repeating that. Ooh, snap. <laughs> you could rewind only because it's long. Putting the hammer down. Thank you, Delvin Cox, uh, for hooking us up with that and letting us give that away. It's got to be redeemed by the 19th. So hopefully somebody gets there before that. Um, and then giving away infamous second son signed by the at sucker punch prod team. You, you have two weeks. If nobody claims it in two weeks, it's going to somebody else. B at B Phoenix on Twitter. Ooh. Randomly chosen. Congratulations. Congratulations. B at B underscore Phoenix. Get your game. If not, it's going to somebody else. Thank you guys for participating in our giveaway. Do uh, they need to send it, their address to mailbag? Is that how the, oh that's yeah, working? send uh yeah, you can either tweet at us or Email me, Gabe, at MarriedToTheGames.com. I'm the one sending it out anyway, so I'll send it right to you, to your doorstep. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. 105 in the books. Um, I said the question of the week earlier. I'll repeat it. Why VR? Why? Virtual reality. What the heck? Is it 
Why? Why? Morpheus, why? Oculus Rift, why? Air VR, why? Does anybody have a good explanation for it, brother? Um, thank you guys. You guys ready to get up out of here? Good. Tim Router over there. Timothy Hall over on this side. And I am Gabe Patillo. And we are married to the Gabes. And we are up out this thing. Peace.